Hi, I'm Roy Don Chong, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8-Ball. Give us a shake. We're live in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly Select with the help of our friend Synchronicity And now it's time for Radio 8-Ball Give us a shake It's the Radio 8-Ball Show And welcome back to Radio 8-Ball The show where we answer questions by picking songs at random Like picking musical tarot cards I'm your host, Andras Jones And providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations today We are joined by Louise Goffin Hello there And she invited someone to ask a question here On our New Year's Eve episode Our New Year's Eve podcast Someone you may know without knowing His name is Jeff Dowd And he is the basis and this is okay if I say this, Jeff. You, this is this is a I have no thing. idea what you're going to say. That you are the basis for the dude. You are the original dude. Is that not the truth? Yeah, Joel and Ethan based much of the part on my holy fool part. Yes. The guy who tells it like it is. Yes. And they made me even more of a stoner than I was because the dude doesn't have to care about anything. Right. Like what day it is or a job so he can be free to be his own man, as they say. Yes. And he's a holy fool in the spirit of... You know, original St. Francis and most comedians and stuff like that. Well, not that I'm a comedian. If you were a comedian, who would you who would you compare yourself to? Like, what's the holy fool archetype that you resonate with? I'm a storyteller, not a comedian. Right. I don't have the cojones or anything to stand up in front of a crowd. That, you know, I, I can't believe how brave those people are that are comedians. You know, when you never know what the audience is going to be and how well it's going to go and all this kind of stuff. But I, I tell stories. That's what we do. So The Big Lebowski is the story of your life. No. no. The, no. Ba- the Big Lebowski is Joel and Ethan were probably going to do a film noir anyway set in L.A. Yeah. And they wanted to make it a buddy movie. And so Walter, like all buddy movies is the guy that pushes the plot and gets the other guy in trouble, Butch and Sundance, you know, you know yeah. any Mel Gibson, any Glover going back to Lethal Weapon, whatever. Anyhow, um, and so that was the idea of the, um, the setup. But, and, and when they could use some of my life to create a joke, irony, satire, these guys are, you know, the spirit of Jonathan Swift and Mark Twain and all that kind of stuff um, they would do it but did we drink white Russians maybe for a little bit during you know the summer when we were 19 but did you drink the same things summer when you were 19 and 21 no but you can get more jokes out of a white Russian than you can out of a gin and tonic okay you get they get right. a lot of jokes including the side gag where he does the non Gary cream or that right so basically the story you know, take certain things from my life. Was there any one p- particular thing that, that you're like, that's definitely from me? That was like, that was my rug, or... Um, the rug actually was somebody else's rug, but, uh, you know, um, 
uh, which tied the room together, but a lot of the stuff. Let me put it this way. Jeff Bridges and I are born within two weeks of each other, which means we were listening to the same tunes break for the same time. I mean, I'm from up north and he's from down here, but, you know. Um, and my daughter said to me, Daddy, where did they get your clothes? And they didn't get my clothes. Mary came over and looked at my clothes when I'm shopped. Okay, so the clothes, the, the style is me. Um, except for the uh, jellies, which Jeff Bridges brought to the show. Anyhow, so, you know, that's... The jellies, what's a jelly? Those footwear he wears. Oh, okay, yes. They're made of jelly. They're, you know, they're called jellies or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, I yeah. Know, but that wasn't me. That was him. Well, I stuff. appreciate you're not wearing the bathrobe. Do, do, like, was the bathrobe been your, a part of your wardrobe for a long time? Yeah, really. Um, you know. I feel like after Harvey Weinstein, the wardrobe is just like the uh, bathrobe is a thing. Is like you can't wear that anymore. No one, no one wants to see that anymore. Well, they were trying to give a. No, that's you know Harvey's done a lot to. You know, Joel Neeson. We spent a lot. Let me put this put it this way. Everybody passed on their first movie, Blood Simple, three times, in a screening room on film, because they saw it all along. With two or three people, okay, but it wasn't like you know watching on a computer and turning it off. And it wasn't until we got him in front of an audience in Toronto, where people felt comfortable with the black humor, which is rather sick. I mean, these boys would be killing chipmunks with wood chuck, you know, wood chippers if it wasn't for mm-hmm. they could kill you know people with them in Fargo or chop them up or something like that. Okay? Yeah. So, but they found a creative outlet, okay. And, um, and so, um, yeah, that's that's you know. Well, I mean, we could go down many, many chipmunk holes, uh, but uh, I want to... Yeah, let's talk I, about Louise here. I, yeah. I, how, how was your connection? How did you, Louise, get to know Jeff, the dude? Well, Dowd? we have a mutual friend uh, and Robin Danar, and I guess we went to your house. You were having some gathering, celebration in your old house. Well, and- Robin lived, was my next door neighbor. And so, and Robin and Louise know each other, and 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 so that's how we met. Why isn't Robin on the show? Well, that's a good oh. question. He's, he's working for a living. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, down, oh, at, he's down at Terragram right now, the best sound house in LA. Robin used to be a CBGB guy. Robin and, is a guy, not Robin. Uh, Robin is a guy. Got it. Uh, yeah, he's a guy. At first, when you said Robin, I thought. I used to date a woman named Robin, so I always go there. I date all? a man named Robin. Really? <laughs> that's three Robins. No, that's the same Robin. Oh, it's the same Robin. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Now we're getting into your personal life. <laughs> Louise and I uh, did something together, which we're not going to play today, but but during the campaign, we wanted to do something about Trump and women. And and she suggested that she, she do uh, You Make Me Feel the end of that being like a natural woman and a director producer named Steve Kessler directed it and we shot it and it's very very good you can google it by going just you make me feel or you can just look in the notes of this podcast and we'll have a link yeah and and it's a 60 second thing but she performs and we shoot a whole bunch of women um you know and then Trump, with a camera and then Trump being yes yes and then Trump doing some outrageous type Trump statements you know, um, it wasn't really a Hillary thing per se, but, um, but you know, because I have major 
problems with Hillary and Bill and their opportunism, as well as, paradoxically, the good side of both of those guys. Anyhow, we live in a paradoxical world. Yes, we do. Where, 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 as Huxley says, the truth lies at both extremes at once, often side by side. Well, let's uh, let's uncork some paradoxical uh, activity here with your question for the Pop Oracle. Well, I kind of wanted to follow up on Britta. On Britta's question, yeah. Well, as you mentioned, Louise and I were coming over together. Um, look, let me say it this way. We're at a time of immense historical change right now, systemic change. The 60s and 70s, which I was around, were not systemic change. They were major cultural and political change, but not systemic. Right now, everything is going to change systemically. Transportation, banking, education, health, um, communication, you know, and various aspects. It's all, it's all changing, okay? Which provides an opportunity and also lots of dangers. Okay, is it going to get worse? environmentally too okay obviously um, or is it gonna or could it get better good news is solutions for almost every single problem exist we can solution it often right down the block okay and 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 so the question I have for Louise what I'm doing is something called our classic tales to fuel our future which we're telling stories and parables and um, it's a book and it's going to be a series and all that kind of stuff coming out shortly. But anyhow, the question for Louise is, and, and, and for the Oracle is, at this time, what can artists do and how can they do it to empower people, particularly the younger generation, to... to um, be who they can be in their own life. I think the biggest contradiction right now in the world is most people are in second gear with their DNA, with their education, and with their social training and everything else, and you're sitting around with so much more you could do. Now, we live, all three of us, in a creative community, but a lot of people don't. And so my solution I'm suggesting to everybody, and I can throw it to Louise here, is that people get their own team right now. Yes, you have your day job, but who's your team of five people you're going to do something together with? Because in the world of the Internet, which people should not take for granted, um, so much can be accomplished. We could do something right now today that 20 million people could see tomorrow rather easily if it was any good, okay? This might be it. Yeah, that's, you know, and, you know but you, that's what I'm saying. And so the point is, I think... You know, Louise is is, is a is an odd, not odd, she's an interesting person because she's a singer, songwriter, self-starter. Okay, but nonetheless, she is not um, Barry White. Okay, who recorded every single instrument, right? Did, did, did Barry White do that, right? Um, you know, the Love and but, Limited Orchestra. Yeah, it's all, just... all Barry. So even she has other people in the band. She, Performs with them, stuff like that, okay? And so the point is, what's your team? You know, um, is that the question? What's your team? No, the question is, how does an artist, and particularly women, what can they do to empower, and how can they move to the next step? How can they get together to empower people through various art forms, and in particular music, to, um, you know, 
take the next step. Well, can I just can I just focus that just a little bit in the sense That's of just a big thing with me? Focus, one of the dude, things focus. that I try and do is I always try and ask people to ask, like even though we're asking for other people, ask for ourselves. And actually, we talked about it on a, a previous episode. We do a lot of talking about the inner masculine and the inner feminine. So when you ask a question for how can women gather together and, you know, how can women gather together and use art to take it to the next level? I would just open this up to the to the feminine in all of us and in, in yourself. Like how there's actually four of us in the room and three of us have male bodies, but there but let this question reach out to the feminine spirit that is that is in all of us and how we can how that can manifest and. Uh, Empower, like you're saying. So let me go a little deeper. There's, oh, let's go there's, deeper. Yeah. There's something I also call right now the male violent virus pandemic. Male violent virus pandemic. Virus pandemic. Okay. Pandemic. Okay, it's unparalleled. It didn't exist on this level 30 years ago. Okay, it's yeah. You know, I mean, would anybody be shocked to check out the news and see what man somewhere went off today doing something? Okay, right. Crazy. Okay, maybe they're trying to call it political. Maybe they're just pissed. And much of this takes place, needless to say, behind closed doors and people don't report. And that's what Me Too is about and all that kind of stuff. But we've got a situation with religions. I'm feeling this right now in Alabama tonight and stuff like that. Um, that I agree with about half of all religions and the other half I don't agree with. Nor do they agree with themselves. They're actually mutually exclusive on that second half of that last quarter. Right. You know, it's either one or the other, you know. Um, and and so we're going to need, and most religions in my mind were created to subjugate women and do economic things like, you know, control, you know, the land back in the day. And these things are historically outdated. Most of the systems we're now are economically outdated. Okay. Um, and and, and the, the, the human toll is ridiculously bad. And so... How do we also empower the men and get new forms of relationships between men and women and new forms of women? Look, what we're going through in my mind is we're going from history right now to herstory to arstory. Okay, that's the transition that's going to happen in the next 5, 10, 15 years. History... Well, you shrug. No, I, 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 no, I just meant it might take a little longer, but I'm with you. It, it, may, it may take a little yeah. longer, but 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 it's gonna it's it's moving pretty rapidly. I'm not yeah. saying it's, it's. I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Of course, you. I'm not saying it's you know, but but that's what's going on right now. Yeah, it's unparalleled what's going on with women. The 660 marches, ridiculous. Okay, the day after Trump gets elected, and 660. There was never anything like that back in the day, of civil rights, black power, anti-war movement, pro-peace movement. That big, okay. So, so, and that's the streets, and then you got social media too. So, we're at this time when people are going to have to redefine, and this has to do with LBGQ stuff, and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Define what is love, what it, what are real relationships, how can people live to their fullest potential, because. Last little thing I'll say. There's a group called Peace Gem that my friends Don and Yvonne run with 18 Nobel Prize winners that I've helped out of. And we, they mentor kids. And they've rendered well over a million and a half kids now 
many of whom were teenage 16-year-old guys dealing drugs, packing guns. Not one single one of these kids has been rearrested. We're batting 1,000. We're batting 1,000. Mentoring, sense of purpose, and a J-O-B work. Okay? And, and so how, I think one of the things we need to do is everybody needs to mentor somebody. Third graders should mentor second graders. If you're 75 years old, you could be mentoring some kid in Kansas City on something, being a woman from Baltimore, and he could mentor you on how to use your your, your iPad, maybe, right, etc. So, so we're in a time where we have to redefine communication, and we cannot let the systemic corporations, bureaucracies, and all that define who we are. And that's where a lot of the frustration that helped get Trump elected, that helped do all this, is coming from. It's it doesn't feel right to people right now. We know it's not who we are. Okay, and we know government's not what it should be, and, and business, and we're, you know. So there you go. So, so Louise, coming back to the question, the for the pop oracle was was, was about art and about how you're about the team, about your team of five. Is that what the question is? Yeah, but also what the art is. Look, we get what Imagine is. We understand that you know what Imagine did. Said you know you know what else can we do? What what can somebody particularly? Um, who are self-starters, and I just saw two of them here today, you know, um, Louise and, and, and Britta, um, how can they team up with other people and at a time where there's no such thing as record deals per se and there's no this per se, how do you get out there and then, and what are you saying and how does it bring people together? Excellent. Well, now to engage the Pop Oracle, you get to pick a card any card. Nope. Pick, pick a card. Any card. Oh, yeah. Pick a card. Oh, any card. Okay. Which, what's the number? Cinco. Song number five, which is Here Where You Are, Love. What about this thing? Loved. Here where you are loved. Here where you are loved. I know you never ask for it. Mercy finds you Colors and reminds you Wherever you are There will always be a yesterday Craving your attention But I'm right here in the sun Here where you are loved When you feel like you are miles away Looking for direction Right here in the sun Here where you are loved 
the window and the world goes by Taxis and red lights Half of your whole life Wherever you are There will always be a yesterday Craving your attention But I'm right here in the sun Here where you are loved When you feel like you are miles away Looking for direction I'm right here in the sun Here where you are loved There will always be what there will always be Find my strength in you, you find your strength in me. There will always be a yesterday craving your attention, but I'm right here in the sun. Here where you are loved When you feel like you are miles away Looking for direction I'm right here in the sun Here where you are loved Right here in the sun Here where you are loved Bravo, that's beautiful, beautiful song and that was Here Where You Are Loved from Louise Goffin. The answer to Jeff the Dude Dowd's question, um, what, basically, in, in it, I love there, it's, you ask questions the way I ask questions. You just sort of like feel around it. And then there's this sort of nub of what can, you know, what can we do with our art and how can we gather together with our art and what, what is the thing that will make it transcendent is basically what it seems like you're asking. What can make it more than the sum of its parts? And you and you brought in so much context with what brought us to that question. I'd like to bring it over to Louise now. Um, first of all, do you want to tell us a little bit about the background of that song? Sure. Uh, I wrote that song with Billy Harvey 
a collaborator who I've probably written more songs with than any other one person. Uh, and we met about four years ago. We wrote that song, well, I think we started it at my place, and then I remember writing more of it at his place. He was living at Silver Lake at the time because I remember looking out the window when I was writing out the window and the world goes by. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. We just had this really great writing chemistry of finishing each other's sentences. And uh, I, I think the first thing that happened when we played each other our songs, because, you know, I made a noise there with the mic. That's fine. Um, we, I originally approached him to be in my band to play some shows at the Hotel Cafe, and I wanted a songwriter who I could also feature in the band who could take the stage for a couple of songs and do their own. So I went over to his house, uh, and we played each other a lot of our songs, and we looked at each other and realized that most of both of our songs were breakup songs. Mm-hmm. And we said, hey, let's... Let's stop writing breakup songs. Let's write love songs. So then we wrote this beautiful piece, Here We You Are Loved. And and it is a very heartwarming, uh, you know, the lyrics. I, I mean, I think we're all children inside. You know, we all posture and pretend to be really bigger than we are. And, you know, inside we're all little children wanting love. And I know that that song when I've played it live, it, it, it becomes almost like a soothing lullaby to people. You know, I'm mm-hmm. right here in the sun, here where you are loved. It's reassuring. And it, and, and in terms of uh, relating to Jeff's question, it's almost like the universal. It's not even so much a person. It's like the universal love. You know, the, these, these solutions that Jeff talks about, that there are solutions to all the, the problems. Mm-hmm. It's almost the lyric speaks to it's waiting. I'm right here in the sun, here where you are loved. You know, if we get back in that direction, the solutions will reveal themselves. We just have to be open and admit that that's what we want. Do you think that, because when you're talking about inspiration, you're talking about art, when I think of that song and what you're talking about, that place where you are loved, I know that when I'm in that place of creativity and feeling inspired, particularly if it's in collaboration, there is this sense of world peace that happens in that in those moments, even though it may not feel like it's out there and the like it's I'm living in a world of world peace. There's these moments and when it's again, when it's collaborative and when it's artistic, it's not just sort of this passive piece but a very creative active you know pushing and pulling let's not write breakup songs let's write a love song together just pure inspiration remembering looking out the window and what happened synchronistically out that window is encoded into the song and so i'm i'm curious like for you do you feel like there's something that's just like revolution that there's that moment of peace that's encoded into the art is transferable like when you listen to somebody else's uh, art Absol- like that. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that saying that for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. I mean, we just focus, bad news travels fast. We focus on all the rock stars who have died, all the terrible things happening throughout the world, all the political banter, the gossip, you know, people. We focus on hatred, it entertains us. 
but I do believe that there is an equal amount of the opposite of that. And we don't notice it. We filter it out because it doesn't, it, it, we think it's boring. I don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, the media doesn't like it. Facebook doesn't like it. But Well, it's interesting. It's Peace there. without art is invisible. You know, it's just like if you're just being peaceful, you're you're invisible. You're not you, you're not a problem. We don't need to. You're not going to report someone had a someone took a nap. You know, <laughs> that's, although that's a wonderful thing. If you can, if you are, you know, that's a that should be a headline to like in my life. If I have a day where I can take a nap, whoo, that's huge. But that's not a piece of news. So like being able, like I just think like how does peace, how is peace public? Yeah, because peacemakers aren't movers and shakers, right? Unless they're unless they're creating something, like if you're creating, it it might be creating an event, it might be creating a piece of art, it might be creating, you know, a T-shirt that has a slogan that inspires people. I don't know what it is. I can't tell other people what their art is. For us, for a lot of us in this room, it's songwriting. You know, songs are a, a vessel for communicating some sort of insight or inspiration or peace to other people that then they can get inside. When you're playing that song, I feel a little bit of that peace coming into me, you know? And as you describe it and you you tell the story and I hear where it happened, I feel myself in that apartment and I project my experiences of collaboration. I'm sitting here looking at Marshall. Marshall is someone who I collab- have collaborated with a lot. And when I think of the moments of peace that we've shared when both of our lives were in turmoil or when then the world was in turmoil, I still have that memory of that piece, and I also know that it's crap- captured on a piece of tape somewhere. Maybe someone else listens to it and has an experience of peace. Um, but you know, we've we're not letting Jeff get a word in edgewise. Why? Why do we? Why are we monopolizing the conversation? That's not true. I was, I was, I was babbling on phrases. <laughs> look, look. It all starts with love, and 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 part of the problem where all this stems from. And my, you know, my sister is a second grade teacher up north. Um, in kind of the Salinas, Prunedale farm workers area. She also counsels and does all that kind of stuff. And basically with the divorce rate being what it is by, you know, single moms doing this, so-and-so, that, you know, there's a lack of love and support and abandonment would be an issue for me that, you know, you had when you were a kid that a lot of people don't recover from. And with the young guys... You can start to see this in second grade, you know. In other words, this is spotable, real early. Okay, mm-hmm. and we're doing a thing with the NFL where we got after Ray Rice did the whole thing where we went and got a whole bunch of money and other things to help deal with young guys and how did they should deal with girls and women and violence and that, you know, and drug abuse and all that kind of stuff. The point being that. People are looking for, a lot of us in Hollywood are looking for love in all the wrong places. You know, Sally Field, oh, you love me at last. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know um, that we didn't get from our parents or something like that. And, and, and not necessarily the wrong place, but, but love is something that we have to figure out how to empower, redefine, and help men understand how to do it more effectively. Uh, in a way that 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 uh, works for them and 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 everything else. So we're we have a chance to get past this whole violent stuff that's going on, okay? But boy, is it going on everywhere! And we got people like a president and other people that are stoking the fires. 
um, you know, all over the place. And so it's, it's, it's a challenging time. But the good news is people are in motion in a huge way. And on social media, don't take that for granted. Well, the social no, media stuff. but bring it to this, like thinking of the song, like when you think about that place where there will, uh, there will always be a yesterday, a yesterday craving your attention. Like, like actually, that was the line that really, that you know, it's like the Ouroboros. You know, like by looking back, we can go forward. There is a yesterday that we need to address and reject and forgive in order to get to the to the. Here where you are loved. Yes, to the here where you are to get to that place yeah. where here where you are loved. Um, but no, but in terms of how that relates, like how the how the song related to your question, was there something that you saw, like when you're thinking about like that sec that second grade, like the boys in the second grade? Like I always think about that when you talk about violence in men, and you think about the violence that kids that a lot of kids experience, whether it's in school or from their parents, and that. It, you can't be mad at a second grade at a second grader for the for being wounded, even though eventually that second grader is going to become someone who is has to be held accountable. Well, they might be bullying though already in second grade. Oh yeah, or being bullied. Or being bullied. And learning how to learning how that dynamic works. We can, we have to figure out how to love more, and we have to figure out a way to. People tried to do it themselves with, you know, in the 60s, create their own families, their own communes, their own this, because their families were really historically ridiculously outdated, and, yeah. and, and, et cetera. And then people went to, you know, various kinds of religion for some kind of solace and stuff like that. And all of the above is a possibility, but we have to figure out ways to help people know how to be in loving relationships and and a lot of that comes from art and you know and and but there's a bunch of people that don't have the faith in tomorrow you know she may i may all kinds of other people may go tomorrow tomorrow but there's all bunch of people look out there and they go wait a second i'm 16 and i'm living here and i'm a refugee you know well, there's no tomorrow for me right now okay and so but there could be there's not too many people in the world. There's plenty of food. There's plenty of this. There's plenty of that. But um, the planet is providing. But we've got to do it right. And that's also the love of one's planet, too, by the way. You know, getting down to that thing. So, so you know, we're at this time. We're at this time. And, and the big thing is to keep communicating, do it in a good way, and be smart about it, and recreate, don't, rely on where you work or where this works to be how we relate to each other. We have to create our own ways of relating, which we're doing. Yeah. Which we're doing. And that's what social media is about and that's what other things are about. But, you know, so I'm very, very optimistic right now. And and at the same time, we could be in World War III by the, end, by the time we get home tonight, okay? You know, so interesting. Interesting times. Interesting and challenging interesting times. times. But that's the time to stand up and, and, and you know, and and know if we do something that's really good, people respond. As they're responding to the quick plug for my daughter, Keely Dowd, Grunwasser, G-R-U-N-W-A-S-S-E-R, as in Greenwater in German. And she's doing music that is electronic sound and body music, not EDM. There's dancing and all that and really pushing the outside of the envelope. 
Well, whatever well. you want us to link to, this is your. Well, we'll do that. You're the time. star of this. Grunwasser info. You can find it, or you can find it on Facebook, or you can find it on, you know, just the internet. Grunwasser info. Grunwasser. Grunwasser. G R U N W S A S S E R. Well, I mean, talking about the internet, you said that there's, you know, the women's march after the election and and all the people who aren't showing up in bodies, they're showing up on social media. I mean, the other thing is this whole net neutrality thing. You know, if if there are filters in the ways that we can communicate with each other, that starts narrowing our ability to reach other people, other like-minded people. I mean, I'd like to know the ways and the places where we can bring this message of hope to people who feel hopeless. And I'm not saying that in a patronizing way. Yeah. I, I'm saying it on it, – it, it really – the feeling of hopelessness always proliferates in isolation, you know, when you're around other people who have a dose of hope. It can be infectious. Let me, let me say add something yeah. else. Let me add something that's real important. Politicians have never, ever, ever led in this country, and that includes FDR, Okay. He followed the labor movement. He followed Woody Guthrie. He yeah. followed the colleagues in his thing. He followed his wife, okay? Um, Obama doesn't come around to LBGBQ till like five years later when he realizes it's, it's proper, safe enough time. It's not that he didn't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Teddy Roosevelt might be one of the only guys who ever actually took any leadership thing, at least on the park stuff, okay? You know, um, the other stuff was happening, you know, up in Sinclair. All those guys are right about labor conditions and all that stuff. So we we lead, movements lead, politicians follow. And the fallacy has been thinking that there's some politicians out there that are going to be leaders. They're not. They're not leaders, okay? Even the best of them that you may like or she may like or he may like or I may like or people out there in Radio Land may like. And, um, they're not leaders, they're not leaders. They'll get on board and lead at the right time. They'll join the parade. But it's the artists, it's the writers, it's the educators, it's you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, who create the context and the understanding, and then they follow. Okay, so this has been a big thing. These guys are puppets at best, every last one of them, okay, um, to one thing or another, okay? And, and I don't mean to be too negative, I'm not. I'm not saying we shouldn't be involved in the electoral process. Of course, we should be involved in the electoral process. And of course, women should be running all over the place. And of course, this and that. But don't, and maybe there'll be a new generation of female leaders, who actually are leaders. Okay, who are politicians. Okay, but um, but it's going to come from other people, including the artists, and the educators, and the activists. And you know, you call it what you want. But the, but that's that who that 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 who that's who enlightens us. And points a direction and also gives us a little bit of faith. You know, like, hey, I'm not alone. And by the way, when you have things to be really happy about this, when you have white people going to airports, which we all hate to do because it's such a drag to go to a fucking airport, you know, even when you're flying somewhere beautiful, you had white people going to airports on behalf of Muslims? Are you kidding me? That's a majorly wonderful thing to have happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, to say, wait a second, we're drawing the line here. You know, against this kind of outrageous, you know, racism or whatever you want to call it that was going on. Okay, so there's tons of examples of this. And it doesn't have to be in the streets, by the way. People don't necessarily have time to go to the streets. Mm-hmm. Okay, but 
but they do have time to share stuff on the internet that you do have time. And by the way, it's not just the project or the art thing you're doing. It's also friends you can call up at 2 in the morning on your team of 5 or 8. And say, mm-hmm. you know, but the big thing I'm saying is we all need teams. And if you don't have a team, it's going to be a lot harder. And I like the fact that I have partners on various things that I can call and talk to. It makes me feel like partially sane, you know? Uh, what was that? There was somebody saying I have a message. I just want to check the election results for one second. Hey, the Democrat won in Alabama. They did? The Democrat won in Alabama. I told you. Wow, let's talk about that. Okay, so <laughs> roll tape. We're still rolling? We're still rolling. Okay, as we just found out here, because this is pre-recorded, the uh, Doug Jones. Doug Jones beat Roy Moore. What does it say? Can you can you get up there a little closer? And yeah, see? Doug, Doug Jones beat him forty-nine point six percent to forty-eight point eight percent. Ninety-three percent reporting wow. in two thousand and fifty-five out of two thousand two hundred and twenty precincts. Yeah, that be all that blue stuff you're seeing there. Anyhow, but the point this is a very tough mathematical thing. It's almost impossible. Virginia is one thing. The numbers on this with Obama only getting thirty eight percent himself are, are staggering. And this is um so what we're starting the year with, which is as somebody said, I think it was the Jones guy said said, the likelihood the likelihood of me winning this race is about equal to being snowing in Birmingham. And guess what? It dropped five inches of snow yesterday in Birmingham, okay? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Year. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. And check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.